Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Okay, so we have uh, mentioned this idea of uh, self-esteem has come up a couple times, I think, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but then also this term self-efficacy, and I I think maybe we have differing uh, attitudes towards (laughs) towards these things, so I'm kind of excited to explore this, but let's let's start off. What, um, well, why why this topic, self-esteem and self-efficacy, or maybe we should start off with what are these things? These sound (laughs) like like shrinky, jargony terms. They are. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think right off the bat we should acknowledge that these are definitely constructs of our own creation, <laughs> okay, and and not found in the real world in any kind of okay discrete form. So, what real quick? What's your elevator pitch for the difference between self-efficacy and self-esteem? Self-efficacy is your belief about your capabilities in a given context. Okay, capability. Yeah. Self-esteem tends to be about how you globally regard yourself and self-worth. Your worth. Right. Okay. So worth versus competence. That's almost exactly how I would describe oh, the difference. Shit. Really? I think, I think, well, I think where, where we're going to disagree, I think, is on the importance okay. part of this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we both agree that self-efficacy seems to be much more about capabilities given a certain context. Yeah. It's a self-assessment of your... your competence or capability right yep self-esteem tends to be more about a global value appraisal of Mm -hmm. your self-worth right okay okay so am i a good person versus Mm -hmm. do i am i a good tennis player right right do i have a skill set Mm -hmm. in tennis that i'm capable of holding my own in a competition versus who am I globally as a human being? Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So why why this topic of we, we chose two kind of somewhat obscure psyche terms and then we, we kind of pitted them against each other. It seems like this is a setup for something. Well, I think people obviously kind of use these interchangeably sometimes. Or, sometimes. or they say them without really knowing what they're talking about. Yeah. I think a lot of people have heard of self-esteem. Yeah. But self-efficacy is a little bit more obscure, I think, probably is for it, the average person yeah. who's not in mental health or You know, once you get education. a PhD, you're just kind of warped to what's normal anymore, I feel like. Mm. Especially in psychology. Maybe you were abnormal to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be true. Um, but I think you, I, like I read over these, I mean, we read these terms. Like, yeah, we think know, about them a lot. Yeah, and, and we don't really... I don't know how often other people. But I think self esteem is kind of in the cultural vocabulary. The lingo, yeah, yeah, yeah. more than self efficacy. More than self Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Okay, so why what's why are we comparing these two? Like, why is it worth putting these two next to each other? This was your topic. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure where you're going with this, but I'm interested in seeing, finding. I out. feel like it's because we've gotten in arguments about. Um, <laughs> we we haven't gotten in one argument the whole time we've been doing this. I I would love to have an argument with you. I'm okay, waiting here for it the is. day. I think self-esteem is important. Do you think it's important? In what way is it important, Nick? No, 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 no. I asked you a question. <laughs> Do you think self-esteem is important? No, I think that you could remove okay. this term from our vernacular and we would nobody would miss it ever. Well, but even if you don't have this particular term, is it... It's not... with The, the concept of whether you esteem yourself is not important? Well... <laughs> I, like I, I, guess, I guess the idea worth. of how you va- you see your value is important. I'll, I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. So then why why would a term for that 
be unimportant? Um, well, like, I, why is I it not good to have this concept of self-esteem? Because it it it, <laughs> it it enables a lot of really poor dysfunctional behavior. Okay, what are you thinking of? Um, many, many, many times in a month, I will hear the phrase. Um, if I had more self-esteem, I would do X. Mm. Fill in the blank. Okay. And so the way we've learned to regard self-esteem is it's like this liquid that you need a certain quantity of in order to be able to do things. Okay. Um, and and I think because our culture has, you know, I, I think self-esteem actually shows up in literature for the first time like in the 80s, in the early 80s. Okay. Um, it, it just wasn't a thing until then, but I, and yeah, I but think, we make up words and terms all the time. That in, that in itself can't sure, be a, sure. a criterion for whether it's good or bad. Oh no, 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 no of course okay. not. But but I'm just merely suggesting we can we can get along just fine without this idea of having or not having self esteem. Okay. Well, here's here's a concept we have had for a little bit longer. Okay. Uh, dignity. Okay. Self worth like it esteem like it okay so what's so bad about self-esteem i don't think there's anything bad about the term in itself i just think more it's about how we use it culturally Mm, you said it wasn't important i don't think i don't think having conversations about self-esteem or whether it's a good thing or debating its importance so whether whether i think that i am worthwhile or that I have esteem for myself, that's not an important thing to talk about. Nope. We can talk about that all in a lot of ways. We don't have to regard, we don't have to label it self-esteem. Why not? Esteem, so you can esteem anything. I can esteem you, I can esteem Michael Mm -hmm. Jordan, but Mm -hmm. I can esteem myself too. Wouldn't it make sense to have a, isn't that a a unique thing, whether to the extent someone esteems themselves or not? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I don't care what you call it. You know, you can call it whatever you want. But you're saying it's not important. I don't think that the the um, I don't think that having conversations about needing more self esteem are important. Uh, but that's different. That's all, that's so, where I'm going. I, I mean, you can call it whatever you want, and, the, the, and so it is you're, a you're thing. talking about the need for self esteem. Yeah, that's, in I, thought, particular. I thought that's where you were asking the importance of the need. No, I just asked about self esteem oh, okay. generally. Yeah, when, yeah, it's valuable. Yeah. So you're saying, in particular, you think it's. Uh, Nobody ever needs to feel self-esteem. Um, no, I think I think <laughs> whatever you're going to call this thing, regard for yourself, self-worth, mm-hmm. self-value, that's an important thing. We, we should all strive to increase our self-esteem, our self-value. Our okay, self-worth. I got you on record. You said we should all strive to we increase should. our self-esteem. We should. We should. Okay. I think getting lost in the vernacular, what that entails sometimes is probably a hopeless endeavor. What do you mean? What's an example of that? Well, that, 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 um, the, the idea that we all need more of this thing and that you can't do things without having self-esteem. I think the, I think it's more the cultural relationship to this, to what the word means that I think is unhealthy. I don't think self-esteem is unhealthy. I think Hmm. the way our culture has, has kind of, regarded and defined this thing in pop culture at least is dysfunctional and not helpful do you think so you're saying when people talk about it in in our culture 
what their meaning is, I need to have self-esteem in order to do things. You think that's what people mean when they talk about self-esteem? Yeah, they almost regard it as this, this um, again, like a quantity of something that they need enough of. Because you hear it all the time. Why doesn't, why doesn't someone do that? Well, they don't have enough self-esteem. They don't have self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Or do you need more self-esteem so that you can go out and do this? Wouldn't self-esteem help you do things, though? Absolutely, but it's the way you get mm. self-esteem that I think is so important because a lot of people really figure it's like a video game. I've got to uncover and find more self-esteem. Oh, wait, but so you're saying, oh, wait, I thought you said needing self-esteem was not something we should be talking about. But you're saying it is something we should go after. I'm confused. Self-improvement, something we should all go after. And if you improve yourself, you will have more uh, self-esteem. Wait, wait, wait. You're changing the terms, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> self-esteem. Like, my, if I esteem myself, mm-hmm. I'm going to be better able to do certain things. So shouldn't, why wouldn't I want to try and increase my self-esteem? Oh, I think you should. Okay. I'm on record. You, you, you got okay. on record saying we okay. should all improve our self-esteem. Right. Yeah. I just think we should really know what that is exactly, what that entails exactly, and how, and that. how that works exactly. Okay. Yeah. So self-esteem is a pretty valuable topic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Damn it. Because <laughs> I think so too. I think it's a super important topic. <laughs> I think it's really important, actually. What's the relate? Okay, so go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm good. What, what do you think the relationship is? Because there is, a, I think, a relationship between self-efficacy and self-esteem. I think. Because you can have one without the other. Right. Um. Yeah. Sure. I mean, y- you can have. You know, even if you're a. You think you're a terrible person. You have very low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. You can know that you're an above-average piano player, right? Or I could be a really below-average piano player and still regard myself as a pretty awesome person. Sure, both ways, yeah, which yeah. I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I but I do think sometimes increasing your self-efficacy can help increase your self-esteem as well. How do you increase your self-efficacy? By developing a skill. Uh-huh. And working hard at something and improving okay. your ability to do something, I think that can have and um, increase your overall appraisal of your work. Mm. Okay, so that that gets to a good point. I, I think the pro- if there's a problem with the term self-esteem, it's the same problem that you could run into without self-efficacy, as is it's the same problem you can run into terms like happiness, in that there are things that are not directly modifiable. You can't decide to have more self-esteem. Just like you can't just, you can't just, nobody has a self-efficacy knob that they can just kind of turn up <laughs> or a happiness dial they can turn up or down, right? You, on, you, only, you only get more self-esteem or self-efficacy or happiness as a result of doing things that lead to those. Exactly. So yes. the, I think the big problem that I think applies just as much to self-efficacy as self-esteem is people think they should be able to increase these things right. directly. right. Which is a losing battle. And, and, and my problem is, is that I think they think they should be able to increase these things directly before they acquire skills and mm. undergo any kind of behavior. Mm. It's almost like I need to find the drawer in my desk that has the self-esteem I'll need to then write this letter. Mm-hmm. Where they don't realize that writing the letter, you know, doing the thing will probably give you more self-esteem. Yeah. So right? this, and, and 
practically, I think this manifested in the, the 80s and 90s. This, it was the self-esteem movement kicked off and it was, I, what I would say is a misapplication of a good concept, which right. is, it was, well, you gotta, you gotta tell kids they're awesome more. Right. 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 And that that's going to lead to all sorts of great things. And if you don't, you're, they'll you're have really low self-esteem. Sm- you're really smart, Johnny. Like, right. You're so smart. <laughs> you know, you're a great person. Right. You know. <laughs> right. We'll just artificially blow up everybody's ego. Yeah. Which right. doesn't actually work. Like we know now, like that doesn't actually yeah. <laughs> work at yeah. all. Even little kids are good enough at looking around a room and saying, <laughs> I don't think I'm this guy. <laughs> but to me, I, I think self-esteem gets scapegoated a little bit because it's that's self-esteem itself isn't the problem. It's, it's the way we go about trying to increase. I think we should increase, try and increase self-esteem. But mm-hmm. you, the problem is you just can't do it directly. You can't do it mm-hmm. with this simple, just like, Oh, you're wonderful. Yeah. Or the, the way we, yeah, I think, I think the pop culture issue is, is, is the way you increase self-esteem. I, mm-hmm. I, I think we all should do that. Yeah. Where, where does genuine self-esteem come from? Right. And how do I, yeah, because mm. a lot of people think you find it somehow. Mm. A lot of my clients are like, as soon as I get more self-esteem, I'll do this really cool thing mm. that I want to do. And I'm always like, well, how do you get more self-esteem? And they just kind of look at me like, I don't know, but that's what I'm here for. But it involves finding myself somehow. <laughs> yeah, finding myself. Um, and so that's, it's kind of the cart before the horse kind of issue, right? Mm. How do you... Yeah, confusing cause and effect. Yeah, 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 it is. And, 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 and it's almost upsetting when I tell people, look, we're going we're gonna to make this your goal and we're going to start knocking off the steps to get to your goal. And along the way you're going to increase your self-efficacy and self-esteem and, and all these things. As a byproduct. Of pursuing this goal, right? Yeah. Not, you know, we're not going to find you a bunch of self-esteem and artificially blow up your ego. Mm-hmm. And then you have you attempt this thing. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But uh, it's almost disappointing when you tell clients that. They look at you like, wait a minute. <laughs> that doesn't make any, <laughs> you know, to them, the magic recipe has been find more self-esteem mm-hmm. then attack the project. Hmm. Yeah, which sort of gets at a more general point that we've talked, like we talked about this with motivation, with the idea of motivation. Mm-hmm. That it's it's the, the general form is what we call emotional reasoning, mm-hmm. which is thinking of emotions as like fuel to do certain things. Like I need to feel X in order to do Y, Yeah, right? And and it's true that sometimes emotions do help us feel things, but if, if we rely on that ex- as an exclusive sort of fuel source or rationale for doing things, we're, that we're really setting ourselves up for failure. And that perhaps a more pragmatic, helpful way of looking at emotion is that it actually comes from doing things. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, do you need happiness to act kindly, right? To, to be nice to or someone, do you, do, to you, do you need to feel happy in order to, to act in a cheerful or kind way to someone? Or does acting kind lead to you feeling better about mm-hmm. yourself? Mm-hmm. And that's probably the more helpful way to look at emotions as, um, byproducts, not as causes. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's so important. It, it really seems to me like in, in high school, there should just be a class on emotions that everybody mm-hmm. has to have. You know, there are a lot of people who just have really never understood an emotion well and end up in therapy years later to figure that out. But it's not, it's not surprising because emotions do work that way. Like when, when you feel energetic, it's way easier to go to the gym. Yep. Right? Yep. <laughs> yep. And when you feel happy, it's easy it's to be easy kind. to be nice and kind. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so it's not, it's not totally unreasonable to, to have that be your theory of emotion, that it's like fuel for doing things. The problem is when that's 
it's kind of, that's not a very nuanced way of looking at emotion. Right, right. Right. It, it, very simplistic, in fact, and, and not, yeah, not, not a very advanced look at emotion at all. So the problem is that it, it also goes the other way and, and that doing certain things often lead, you can generate emotion. You don't have mm-hmm. to wait around for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's often harder to do difficult things when you're not feeling it. Right. But, but it doesn't I think mean a lot you of people almost it. believe they can't though. Like I feel this way. I do these things. Right. Which is dang- getting back to self-esteem. It's dangerous if you if you put your self-worth, your esteem for yourself, if that's dependent on how you feel, mm-hmm. right, or on what other people tell you. Mm-hmm. Like that is a setup for feeling terribly about yourself, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because emotions come and go, and people can be jerks, and you know, there's no that can be very very unpredictable. That's a very fragile um, container for your self-worth yeah yeah what what kind of things do you think you should incorporate into your assessment of your self-worth yeah it's a good it would be fascinating to pull people and look at people who have high self-esteem and or, ask them like yeah. what why do you think you why do you esteem yourself so much well and there's you know there's so much research out there about how our perception of ourselves does not match what other people, what other see people at all, think at all, you know? So it, it does make me wonder, you know, if my, if, if my value, my self-esteem mm-hmm. is based on perceptions I have of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> then I wonder <laughs> if, if, do I really have a very accurate perception of my self-worth at all? Maybe it doesn't matter. What if it's it just does, based on perception? What if it doesn't matter? It's one of those perception deals, which I'm fine with. I don't know. Well, I think it it has to be, right? Yeah, to some extent it's there's no unit of self-esteem I mean, out there. You could incorporate you can incorporate like um quantifiable measurements into your self-worth, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um So I th- I think ultimately it com- it comes down to values. Like when you stop and really thoughtfully consider like what things in life are really important to me. You mm-hmm. know, like I think it's really important to be honest and to work hard. And right? then your assessment of how you're measuring so up if, there. So if I tend to be honest and work pretty hard, then my self-esteem is going to be go up, right? Mm, unless you're not able to correctly identify your abilities, though. Your yeah, but that's a separate problem. I mean, I mean, the right, point right, is, right, like, right. what okay. are you going to tie self-esteem to if not to if values? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think right. you're right. And it just may be a misperception of those values sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of can, things can get in the way of that, for yeah. sure. You know, self-esteem conversations with my clients are always so interesting, too, because some of the things that they're wanting to do in life... Um, that they feel like they need they need a lot more self esteem to do. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those things aren't that difficult. <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and, and 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 let me let me extend that thought so I don't sound like an absolute jerk. But <laughs> given some of the other feats that they've accomplished in their life. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm surprised at what they feel like they need more self-esteem to do. Okay, I think I know what you mean, but give me an example. What's a concrete example? Um, let's say I have a client who has um, who who's coming in because they want to run a 5K. Okay, um, it's a goal they have, you know, um, and and they really feel like I don't have enough self-esteem here. I can't do that. I'm I'm not good at making myself do things. I'm not you know, I don't want to mm. do whatever it is. Okay. 
But then this client is a surgeon. <laughs> is this a common situation? Do you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've literally had these situations huh. before where you're like, so training for a 5K seems more difficult than getting through med school and a surgery rotation and okay, I'm right. You know, I mean, those kind of, kind of, hmm. but, but, but I think that relates to self-efficacy. Wait, why would that person not have tied, why would they have not have used the same logic in, throughout med school? That's interesting that that's self, I, that's self-esteem I, is so particularly attached to like needing self, the need for self-esteem is a t- very attached to running a 5K, but not necessarily to getting through med school. Well, I think um, with this person, it, graduating from med school was a different context. Yeah. So it's kind of context specific. So that's why I say sometimes yeah. it relates to self-advocacy where it's like, I'm, I, I think I'm so bad at this thing hmm. that it's, it's tainting my global appraisal of who I am, you know, hmm. where it's more of a self-advocacy problem. Uh, but they're they're making a global appraisal based off yeah. of that issue. Ah, okay, so that is where I I am a little bit cautious with the term self esteem compared to other mm-hmm. self assessments like self efficacy, right? Because it's so global, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Self esteem, yeah, right. But that very global assessments can be dangerous, right. I think. Potentially, right? yeah, potentially. Um, whereas if, if you're just assessing your, let's say your skill as a tennis player, right? Mm-hmm. Y- you could make an incorrect assessment and oh, I'm just a terrible tennis player. Right. Right. And that's, that may be incorrect and that might lead to you feeling kind of bad, but it's, o- it's really only about the part of your life concerned with tennis. Right. Right. But if, if you're, if you're, if you're saying, I just don't have any self-esteem, like I'm just not a very good person, like that, that's everything. That's mm-hmm. your whole being, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think you do probably need to be a little bit more thoughtful with when you're considering and talking to yourself and other people about self-esteem mm. because it's such a broad, global, personal But I think it's possible concept. to say, I can't hit an overhand serve. I really suck at that. What's wrong with me? For I suck at this. I'm a fat, lazy idiot. I can't mm-hmm. do these things. I'm a piece of shit. I should never try anything again. And, and go to some kind of self-esteem global appraisal of who you are. Yes. Right? I, w- I would agree. That's definitely possible. And, that, mm-hmm. and that's the, the interesting case I, I see very often. Because so many of our clients, they're not failures through and through. They're just not. No. Few people are. No. But they, they'll almost see themselves like that in some ways, despite some of the great things they've done in life. And that's always kind of an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so tell me more about self-efficacy in particular. Like, why do you think that's an especially, um, important concept? Mm, Well, I'm, I'm a contextual, contextualist anyway. So I, I, I really like to see things in a context and not do like global stuff (laughs) because global stuff only applies to global stuff. And so self-efficacy to me is where it's at because it's like, I'm not good at this thing. I can I can okay. not be good at a thing. And yeah. I don't have to worry about who I am value-wise in the universe. It's mm-hmm. just my ability to do this thing or not. Mm-hmm. And I can improve it. I can work on it. I can, I can there's a lot of a really cool contextual work to do there. Whereas these mm-hmm. global things tend to be a little elusive to me sometimes. Yeah, so it's more um I in, in fact, I think if someone said 
oftentimes when when someone comes comes in with a self esteem issue, I I take it contextually. What do you mean? What context are you struggling with? And then we end up having kind of a mm-hmm. self efficacy talk rather than a self esteem talk. Oh, so they're confusing. Really, what they 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 struggle in this one particular area, and you actually help them to see you're really just struggling in this one right. specific area. More often than not, right. that's what a lot of I have poor self esteem clients kind of need is mm-hmm. just it's 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 rare that i mean certainly really depressed people have this kind of global i suck at everything um but a lot of people with specific self-esteem kind of questions that they come mm-hmm. in it's a context they're struggling with not and you find that when you help them improve self-efficacy right then the problem kind of takes care yep. of itself. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. That maybe they've mislabeled the problem mm-hmm. or they're thinking about it in a global way when it's really not a global mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because I, I often take like, I think we end up at the same place, but I kind of take it from the other side, which is get them to think more carefully about what self-esteem really means. Mm-hmm. Like why should, what are the things by which you should esteem yourself or not? Oh, like what is, what really, are the, yeah. What are those values? Like what, and, and are there areas in your life where you do really live up to those oh, okay. often and re, and really get them kind of clarifying like, Oh yeah, there are, well, I'm super like, I'm always very honest. You know, I always like, the I work really on, I'll get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. But it, it can be sort of in the same way you were describing their, their concept of self-esteem is a little bit fuzzy and kind of narrow maybe. Yeah. Um, so by clarifying, by, by really talking with them about, well, what do you, what is self-esteem to you? Like what, what should that rely on? Where should that come from? Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, I guess if I got a feel, I guess if, if someone said I have really low self-esteem and you asked them to elaborate on that, which you would, Mm -hmm. um, you would get a sense right away. Is this kind of a depressinogenic, global appraisal of self or is this a context issue because a lot of times I, I ask what makes you think you have low self-esteem you know and they'll say well I can't do x very mm-hmm. well you know and you're like oh this is a which goes to competence self- can, yeah this is a self-efficacy it. question not a right. global but if I ask them to elaborate and they're like I've just always been a loser and I've always you know mm-hmm. then you know okay this is global this is a self-esteem this is maybe more of a classic depression kind of self-esteem issue rather than a self-efficacy issue mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah, I think it's a. I think there's been kind of a because I think we missed so hard on our on the first like movement of self esteem, <laughs> like we just like blew up in our face so much. Uh-huh. We I think we tended to we swung to the other side of the pendulum with self esteem. A lot of people are kind of dismissive of spe- self esteem, mm-hmm. um, which I don't really like either. Like <laughs> being dismissive. I, of yeah, it? I th- I think a big part of mental health is actually having self-esteem. Now, I think there are interesting conversations of like, what is that, you know, how does self-esteem function in your life? Where does it come from? What mm-hmm. does it actually mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I, I think those are all really important conversations and questions. So actually, I like talking about self-esteem a lot in yeah, therapy. I think, I, I don't mind conversations about it so long as the terms used correctly and the fallacies of self-esteem aren't being perpetuated <laughs> that you know the the I, to me just as a as a psychologist i think um it it tends to be a really great way to avoid accountability when when it's it's like hey it, you know i would do that but i don't have enough self-esteem and that seems to be a lot of how 
some people use the term self-esteem. I just don't have enough of it. I need to get more of it before I mm. do X, Y, and Z. And that's a really hard conversation to have for me. It just kind of, it's like a stone in my shoe. You know, it's like, ah, oh, we're, we're dealing with this really warped way of, you know, looking at this. So, mm. but I don't mind talking about it other than that. All so right. just don't mess up the definition. Nick and you and I can talk about <laughs> self-esteem for a long time. All right, well, we didn't get in a fight. No, I didn't even come across the desk one time. Mm. It's kind of impressive. A lot of restraint on my part. All right, we'll keep trying. But I have high self-esteem, so I can do that. <laughs> hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that would be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks. Thanks.